I just go through my earliest memory as a child. Ooh, what um, is that? I was getting, I was at a, I think I had a pri- preschool teacher named Miss Frost. Oh yeah, Miss Frost. This is seriously my earliest memory of my life. Anyways, I just remember there was a magician that came to our preschool. Oh wow. And the magician had these this little finger guillotine. And I think <laughs> the guillotines would, would lop off heads of people in the, um, what was it, the French Revolution. This little guillotine, they had me put my finger in it. I was so scared that my finger was going to be gone. (laughs) All right. Well, welcome back to In The Queue. We actually have a special guest host today. Uh, my wife, Ajme, is gone and doing some work over in Dallas, but so I have my mom with me Woo! today. <laughs> the crowd applause. Woo! Exactly. Just kidding. What an honor it is to be here. No yeah. replacement for Ajme, for sure. Yeah. So we'll see how this goes and if we can uh, make coherent sentences without Ajme. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's going to be tough. <laughs> I know. Well, we were discussing what we wanted to talk about. Um, and we decided to go with my life upbringing. There you go, okay. And she wanted to, my mom wanted to put some words of wisdom in there, and she wanted me to, like, analyze my growing up. <laughs> She's like, you could talk about what went well, what, went, what she would do better, and I literally could not think of things that, like, could go better. Oh, I'm sure you think I enjoy, no, I enjoyed my, I enjoyed my life growing up, so. Oh, I'm glad. It's always a parent's dream to hear that they're... They did an okay job. They did a good job. Thumbs yeah. up. Yeah. Um, so all your parents out there, you probably can relate to some of these things, but uh, we'll just go through it. I just go through my earliest memory as a child. Ooh, what um, is that? I was getting, I was at a, I think I had a pri- preschool teacher named Miss Frost. Oh yeah, Miss Frost. This is seriously my earliest memory of my life. Anyways, I just remember there was a magician that came to our preschool. Oh wow. And the magician had these, this little finger guillotine. And I think the guillotines would, would lop off heads of people in the, um, what was it, the French Revolution. This little guillotine, they had me put my finger in it, and I was so scared that my finger was going to be gone. That's, the, that's, oh. I, that's my earliest memory. A I probably was memory. four. Four, four or five. Miss Frost. Yeah, it's my, there's, there's my uh, PTSD. There you go, right there. <laughs> she was a good teacher, though. She was good. I don't remember what she looked like, but I know her name. And then from there, I just think, like, really, what... I would say fifth grade, sixth grade is when I came into consciousness. Hmm. That's what I would say. Connor on the football stage, that's when you started football. Yeah. In your fifth grade. That was the best time. I love football. That's what I think. Growing up, like, see, the cool thing about my mom, I don't know if you got most of you people that are listening know this, but she, uh, once she got married, probably nine, nine years into her marriage, she ended up getting divorced. And so she had four boys, four young boys. I was seven. Or just turned eight or something like that. And what was it? Five. No. How old was Stockton? Five. Five. Three. Three and like a newborn. Yep. And a baby. And a baby. Xander. And eventually we'll get Xander on this podcast. He's been really wanting to get on it. So. Really? Yeah. He'll, he'll get on here. Nice. Maybe he can shed some more light on his growing up years. There's my ums. I'm glad that... I've been trying to do better. I'm like consciously thinking. Don't say do it. So we... I went and lived. All I remember is we went and lived in Springville in this little tiny apartment, I guess you could say. And uh, I had a really good friend there. I went and done it without my cousin. 
Jaren. Yeah, he's Head awesome. Jaren. I know. And Melanie and their family for taking good care of you. Yeah, they did. They're amazing. I had so many good memories of them. One of my funny memories is my cousin and I <laughs> were seeing. I don't know why we thought this would be a good idea, but we put like nine one 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 like a ton of ones, <laughs> and a cop still showed up. And we didn't say anything. So I don't think that would happen. Yeah, too. Melanie was not the happiest about it, but it was funny. <laughs> it was a good time. We did a lot of shenanigans, but so yeah, in Springville, she was raising all of us. I just remember her working a lot. We had people that would come watch us and. Especially that guy. I pretty much, for those two years or so, I lived with my cousin and I call her my aunt. Technically, she's my, what, second cousin, first cousin? It's your cousin, my... My cousin that took care of Connor. Yeah, it was awesome. It was a good time. But what was your thoughts in those processes? Me, I had a good time. I don't know. What was was going through your mind? Oh, well, little Connor. (laughs) Let's first talk about little Connor. Oh, okay. It is not so much different than big Connor. Uh, Very goal driven, hardworking, always want to do his best. I do remember that as a, if I don't know anyone else who, if you've had a child who just demands perfection of themselves, that was Connor and he would thrive and live for that. And if he did not succeed in the things that were important and he knew were important to me and other people um, for himself as well, he thought most things that he wanted were mostly for himself, but man, that kid would beat himself up. Yeah. Typical oldest child making sure everyone's in line, doing what they're supposed to, following the rules, yeah, and just had really high aspirations. Um, probably it was, I would say Connor was my right-hand man when he talked about me getting divorced, and I knew that would be tough. He had a good relationship with his dad, and probably the strongest relationship of his brothers um, was with him. He had the biggest one with his father, and so I knew that separating and um, having a new life in a different way uh, would be difficult, but you probably would not have known that from his demeanor, never concerns of about that. He just grasped that and went forward and did what he needed to do. And just being my person mm. at a seven-year-old child, being my person <laughs> that I could go to that I knew I could count on him. Clear at the age of seven, which was just crazy to think about now, mm. um, but I couldn't have done it without him. Just that strong Let's do this. I got this, Mom. I'm here to help you. What can I do? Let me watch my brothers. Let me make sure they're good to go. He's always been like that as a child, as a person, um, which made raising Connor pretty easy for the most part. Oh, I didn't thanks. worry about him being disobedient. He was always very respectful. Um, he has always treated me like that, even as an adult. So I'm very grateful for that. So thanks. Oh, for, thank you. Thank you. Those are really nice words. <laughs> Yeah. Little Connor, though, was like that. Um, I mean, I remember one of the things, this was um, a long time uh, before me and his dad even got divorced, so he wanted to mow the lawn, (laughs) of all things, a little boy. So he's out there, his dad had the lawnmower on, and he was trying to help out and um, push in the lawnmower, learning some things, and was curious and actually touched the lawnmower and burned his finger, his hand. That was bad. Really bad burns. Um, but if that's any indication to you of how dedicated he was to try to help out, that, hurt. that was my first moment as a mother being scared on what do we do next? Uh, how do we handle this situation? That's pretty good. I was like five or six. Yeah. Five? Maybe. Four or five, four I think. Five. But yeah, just things like that. But I do remember, uh, I'll tell a story for Neil's sake, is um, the first time that Neil met Connor, I had been telling Neil about, and by the way, Neil is his step 
father, my husband, um, but I had been talking to Neil. When Neil met me, I had four boys, they were all young. And the way I introduced Connor was, I'm like, well, he's really responsible. Um, he's super talkative, very social, super fun to be around, definitely mature for his age. And then I said, and Stockton's very goofy and funny and silly and like doesn't, Stockton does his thing, whatever he's gonna do, he's just gonna do it. But he's very like funny and goofy. And then Garrett was just so little, he just barely could speak and was very shy. And then of course, Sander was a baby. So those were easy, but um, so I pulled up to, we went to Carl's Jr. is where Carl we met. Jr. Yeah. And I got to meet Megan, which was his daughter. And oh, this um, is a big moment at Carl's Jr. Yeah, Carl's Jr. This is the moment we're in real, <laughs> hey, here's my kids. We're going to go to Carl's Jr. We had this fun playground and we thought it would be just a casual time to meet someone. And we'd been dating for a while. But um, so we pulled up and I said, hey, you guys, uh, why don't you go stand by the door? I need to get out. I need to get Garrett out of the car. I need to get Xander out of the car. Um, so you guys go stand by the door. And of course, Connor runs over and he runs to the door and he stands there and waits and Stockton starts going into the building. Um, and Neil was already inside of the building. So he had kind of saw these two little boys jumping out. And so of course, Connor stands there, she's very still. Here comes Stockton, opens the door, he's ready. He sees, I see a playground. He's like running in to get to the playground. And Connor grabs him by the arm and says, Mom said to stand right here and wait for her. Don't move. And he grabs him. Come on, Stockton, let's stand right here. In a kind, nice way. He wasn't being super mean. But, and Neil said corner. he knew immediately that that was Connor and that was Stockton. So oh, it's fun. Yeah. It's a good time. Good times. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's okay, I'm learning head. things as we're doing this. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it was good. Neil's always been awesome. Neil's an awesome dad. Yeah, he's been amazing. He really stepped up to the role. I can't imagine having four boys just thrown into your life, but he did. He, he did, did it with it. grace. He did a good job. I think. I think once he met you, the deal was done on my side. He oh knew, really? He's he like, knew. Oh yeah. This four, kid's pretty cool. They're all good boys, and so <laughs> I knew that uh, obviously whoever decided to marry me would be a good father figure. I wanted that, but I think that when Neil was with you guys and was with you I think he was like oh these are four pluses Amy's pretty <laughs> awesome but man her boys are pretty cool so. yeah yeah I guess you could say we're pretty cool you are cool <laughs> got some good boys all yeah around. it's fun to, is it fun to only having boys because you grew up with only girls I only grew up with girls um I thought boys were weird yeah, we stinky are. smelly still are <laughs> that, that was a change for me I'm like is this normal I don't know how many times <laughs> I'd say that when they were teenagers I'm like is this a normal behavior I just don't know <laughs> But very rambunctious, very energetic, super fun. I loved it. Yeah, mm -hmm. I loved having four boys. At the time, I was a little sad when we found out Xander was going to be a boy. Ah, okay. knew it. Just a little bit, but I would never change, change it at all, <laughs> all of you. I, I'm glad I had four boys. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it was fun growing up with all of them. So let's see. Uh, we went it through elementary school-ish. Yeah, good time. Then you got married, Neil, and we moved... We were at Springo we for a little Springo. bit, mm -hmm. for about a year, right? Yep. I just remember we were next to some trains. Oh, yeah. yeah that we was... were living in the backyard. Yeah. The backyard was a train. Yeah, I know. That's what it was. It was very loud. Yeah, it was awesome. We didn't live there very long. The neighborhood no. wasn't super great for kids. and. I mean, I had a good time. Yeah. I know I had friends around there somewhere. But... We moved to Cedar Hills. Yeah, Cedar Hills. Uh, Cedar Hills. That's where I did most of my growing up. And that's where, Connor, yeah, you took, started football. That mm -hmm. became a big part of your life. Mm-hmm. Met some um, really good friends. Had some really good friends out there. Mm -hmm. 
think one thing as Connor asked me to give, like what were some things that I could think about along the way as a parent that maybe I did that I was grateful for. I think one thing I've always done is every time I say my prayers at night, just make sure that just I knew that I wasn't influenced in their life, but that I couldn't do it by myself mm-hmm. ever, no matter what time it was. And so I think a steady prayer always in my heart, in my mind constantly is, you know, just please bless the good people will come into their lives um, for the good and bless that they can be a good influence in others' lives. Yeah. And I think of any prayer that I've ever said in my life, that would be the number one prayer that I felt like has always been answered. Mm-hmm. And you can see that with your friends that you had in your life, with family members, with adults, with your wife coming into your life, for sure. I've, I felt like that's always been a grateful prayer that I've held in my heart to make sure that good people come into their life no mm-hmm. matter what. And yeah, you've had a mm-hmm. village of people yeah. who've been instrumental. In- it's awesome. Uh, yeah, shout out to all the people that have raised me. <laughs> it's true. Uh, so I really, I was thinking of, you know, Something you did well. And this, this is when I could actually, I feel like I could actually think for myself <laughs> at this time in my life. When you're getting into junior high, high school, you start actually, like I said, it's just more, I don't know how to explain it. I could think better. Or not better, but like I could, could my decisions, see, I can see. You could make decisions. Yeah, you knew. Yeah, you could see the yeah. result of your decisions. There you go. Anyways, so one of the things I thought my mom did really well in this part of my life was letting me make my own failures. She's always been really good at that. There was one time she didn't really let me do something. But it was, it, hindsight, it was a lot better. But I tried really hard. Yeah. I feel like we were sent on earth to make mistakes yep. so that we could be better. Yeah. And I wanted them to make as many mistakes as they possibly could while they were with me. Mm-hmm. And not shield from those at times. I mean, obviously there were many times where I was like, oh my gosh, maybe I should step in. Yeah. Sometimes I did. You did one time. At least yep. I didn't remember. Probably did other times, but... Most of the time, you let me make my own decisions, and you let me suffer the consequences regardless. We didn't really have too many rules growing up. That wasn't, that wasn't too bad. Secret out there, folks. Let all the other parents make all the rules so you don't have to, because all <laughs> exactly. the other parents make the rules, and then it just makes it so you don't have to make them. I don't know. It's just yeah. my... I always had to be throw home. Throw that in there. I always had to be home at 11, because all my friends had to be You didn't have to 11. be home any time on my side, but all the friends had to be home at 11. It was a weird rule. I couldn't... If oh, I came home, I couldn't... Oh, leave once again. you were yeah, once you were home, <laughs> you needed to stay home. But if I just stayed out all night, it was different. But you never stayed out all night because nobody else could stay up all night. Yeah, so uh, that was funny. That was a funny rule. Anyways, it wasn't really rules. I, I remember you did put some sort of rule thing on the computer. Oh, but they were like, be kind to your brothers. Yeah, and be nice to others. It was good. It was like it was. Don't steal. It was like the Ten Commandments you <laughs> yeah. threw on there. So <laughs> I mean, that makes. That's what that's what God expects. So. I, mean, I think we did have a few rules about video games. Like we tried oh, yeah, to we tried, eliminate did that screen happen? time. Well, I would think your brothers who play a little bit more video games than you did did not like that rule very much. <laughs> Talk to Garrett if anyone wants to know. He probably thought I did that one wrong. But yeah, <laughs> it's good. We all like video games. All of us brothers. Yeah, that was that was a fun time. I that I definitely would be the biggest thing. I think you did well as a parent. Letting not holding on too tight. It's letting us fail in ways we need to to learn from it, which is what failure is, really. So that was good. I'm trying to think of something that, like, I'd be like, parents, now you probably should do this. <laughs> uh, I think one that I, at least one thing for me as a parent is probably my most favorite parenting thing that I did 
is a tech, we called it tuck-in, and it didn't matter oh, yeah. how old they were or how young they were well, I or what you it was. In. Yeah, it started to get where Connor would have to come tuck me in because it was getting, he would get home kind of late. <laughs> Later. But, um, it was a tuck-in, like, yeah. and it truly became just something I really looked forward to. It was a chance for them to open up. They kind of expected that I'd be coming to tuck them in so they'd be prepared to share something. And mm-hmm. the question always was, what was, what, was your, day? what was the best part of your day? Yeah. And the hope of that would be to reflect on every day. There's tender mercies in your life. At the time, mm-hmm. you're little, you don't, like, what is a tender mercy? But yeah. um, what was the best part of your day? And normally, it is someone who'd done something for you or just something that was a highlight of your day. And it usually re- meant someone else was involved, involved most right. of the time. But it also gave you a chance to, to you know, be proud of your moments. Think right? about a little bit of gratitude. Gratitude. I mean, how many times did you say, oh, I made a touchdown, right? Oh, yeah. was the touchdown I got. Or, that was fun. I really hammered this I guy. Pancaked that guy. Oh, yeah. So a chance to, like, just reflect on the day and lots of different points there. But then it started turning on when you were older, a chance for me to hear some of the hard parts of your day. I mean, mm-hmm. I didn't ask what the hard part of your day was, but I can see kind of what turmoil you might have been going through or some hard things that you might have been facing but it was a safe place. Um, they knew they wouldn't get in trouble if they told mm-hmm. me some of the stuff that they'd done that maybe what was wrong or that they'd done wrong. I mean, I'm sure there were some things that you hid from me. I'm not a silly mother to think that what you told you, me what everything. What are you talking about? <laughs> but I think for the most part, it was a safe place to talk. And for me, it was a chance to connect, which I loved. Mm-hmm. It was. I liked it too. And I still do it now. Sometimes yeah. I'll send Connor a text, even though he's a grown-up man, and be like, "Hey, what was the best part of your day?" <laughs> I'm good to respond. Yep, you do. Usually, I apologize for all those people who Marco me. I'm not a very good Marco Polo person. <laughs> I'm definitely Texts more of a text. Texting are great. I will respond to texts. I was in another thought. Huh. I thought you did well growing up. Is you let me try out a lot of different things. That's true. Connor you, did a lot of stuff. Uh, yeah, I I did a lot of sports. And uh, I even did dance. He did a dance. He was a football player that was a dancer. Yeah. What? So it was, it was cool. It was, it was fun. That was a really fun time. But anyways, I'm, I was glad that you made those kind of sacrifices to get me to practices or go all my games. And we, even though you maybe didn't like it, you still let me try everything out. Even like, and the other thing I liked about it is you made me finish it. Even mm-hmm. if, because I, you're like, you made this decision you got to finish. Got to do it. Gotta and I, I've, I've, that has been great. I've, I think that was something that I really look back on, and I still do that. Like, oh, I made this commitment. I got to finish it. So That's good. Yeah, even if I might just absolutely hate it, it's not forever. You can get through it. So, See, I mean, there's all good stuff. I'm trying good to think stuff. of it. I, I, well, I think another one, too, I like have always is traditions. So if oh, anyone knows yeah. me, I celebrate oh, yeah. like everything in life. It's awesome. Just a good thing, I think, for the most part. But sometimes we get a little busy, but it's turned into, I think, a good one that sits for me is Strawberry Days Rodeo. I love that one. It's now become, it was a tradition that Neil had in his family that we introduced into our family. And now it's just an excuse for me to see all the kids Mm -hmm. come home because they really love it. Or silly things like, let's celebrate National Root Beer Float Day. A chance for me to send Connor a couple mugs and a picture but yeah. it's a way for I me have to enjoyed connect that you've him. always celebrated well any chance you got everything you would even take us out to lunch for like our half birthdays <laughs> the so. last supper 
pick a food item yeah, that you want to eat. The last supper before, before, you, before, before you before it's your birthday. Yeah. I remember those that. things I think were just like a little cherry on top mm-hmm. to life. And sometimes when life's hard it's the best way to just kinda sit back and remember life is really good. Mm-hmm. I like those. Oh. I do know I thought of something. Oh, you did. Okay. I did think of something that I feel like could have been better. Okay. But like it. it's not debilitating. It's okay, you can tell me I can handle it. <laughs> uh I thought because my mom had to be very, uh, what's the word? A go-getter, passionate. You had, to, you had to be a, you had to do both roles, mom and dad, for a little bit there. You and I nailed. did work full time. You worked so full time. That was a lot. So, so she was, she was not in my life as sometimes moms can be, but I still enjoyed my growing up. I mean, I had a lot of babysitters and stuff, which was it was fine. But I think the one thing I think my mom could have done better at is empathizing that's a good one that is good it is good uh my father is a very good empathizer that's that is very true he's he is good at that so i guess yeah not a fixer not a a a listener yeah Yeah. my mom's a fixer tell me something that's wrong i'm gonna fix it she's gotten better in her (laughs) what are you gonna say later years my later years after i've become an adult but yeah growing up i remember i would get so frustrated i'm like i don't even i don't want to tell her she's i just know what she's gonna say to me (laughs) No time to wallow in my sorrows. I just let's fix this and let's get moving on yeah. to the next thing. Yeah. So that that's probably one thing. I, I guess it's hard for you because you didn't have any girls, so it was like you didn't really need to practice that. So <laughs> you don't have to be a girl though to still need. But to I mean, they right. they react to that a little bit better. Maybe being married, I feel like empathizing and listening has been hard for me, but I'm trying to do better. <laughs> You're so. good at it. That's a good one. Yeah, that'd probably be the one I could think of. I was going to say one thing that I thought maybe a harder part of raising Connor, just just one story that I learned a huge lesson from by letting Connor make his own choices. Oh. As we said that that was a, a thing I did. I say that in the fact that sometimes it's really hard to let your kids make their own decisions. <laughs> yeah. Um, there came a time when Connor was a senior in high school, right? You were uh, I was a junior. Yeah, about to start my senior year. Out there. Yeah. And he was playing football and... He's a great player, but playing in Lone Peak is like playing in a junior college, maybe even college level. It's very difficult. Lots of um, people. Well, if you want to start. Yeah, if you want to be a starter. And so Connor had had a wonderful football career, all of his career, just, you know, your youthful career. He Mm -hmm. got to play a lot. And um, the further up that he got in high school, the harder it was for him to be a starter or play as much as he wanted to play. Everyone caught up to me. Yeah. Yeah. So that was really hard for him. Um, so first to watch him go through that, which is a humbling experience in and of itself. Um, but I was grateful for those learning moments. I'm sure mm-hmm. at the time those did not feel like it. But he decided that he wanted to go live at his, with his dad in Montana, in Troy, Montana, which was a very small school. Very small. Very, very small school. It's like He's going black from, and white. Yeah, it's not even close. What, 40 kids graduating as compared to how many graduated in Lone Peak? Lone Peak was, I think we had close to 900. Yeah, it was a big school. Yeah. So can see the difference there. And he knew that if he went up to play uh, football in Troy, Montana, that he would probably be the star player. Mm-hmm. And he was. He did get to go, by the way, folks, even though I did not want that to happen. Losing my little baby boy, who's now grown up, um, letting him make his decisions to go live with his dad um, was difficult for me, for sure. I did not want him to go for lots of reasons. I knew I'd miss him a lot, probably the biggest. I wanted to be part of his life for his last year. Also recognizing that he's becoming an adult and losing my grasps on him, knowing he'd finish school and start on his life. And mm-hmm. 
like the, I was just like feeling that these are my last moments with him, but I was also concerned about him going to spend time with his dad and just not sure how that was going to work out. And there was a lot of scariness about that. Yeah. I learned a lot from it. Yep. And so <laughs> I guess the, the story is, and I've actually shared this multiple times, is sometimes as a parent, um, it's not about me getting my way or figuring that out, but like giving you that chance to maybe grow and make your own decisions and to your point, um, the consequences or the rewards Reward. from making those. And had I held Connor back from that moment in time, I would have been making it possible for him to not see his potential and what he was able to accomplish. And he learned so much from that experience. Me too. Um, and I was very much, he knew I didn't want him to go. Like yeah. it, it wasn't like I was like, okay, you can go, have fun. It no. wasn't like that at all. It was a discussion. We'd Prayer had gone into it. I told him I felt one way. He told me he felt another way. And in the end, I was like, well, you know, you get to make your own decision. And no matter what, I hope you know that I love you and I will love you through this, even if it isn't the decision I want you to make. Mm -hmm. um, and I made sure that while he didn't make the decision I wanted him to, that I was there for him. So I say that in the fact that it was very hard. I say it with easy words, but it was very difficult. I wanted to hold him down and be mad at him and not talk to him and let him go up there and just see how it was. You know, I was determined like, oh, you're going to get up there and you just wait. It's going to be awful. You're going to miss me and you're going to like enjoy your life here. And um, as hard as it was to not do that, which if anyone knows me, I'm a little bit hard-headed and Passionate. Yeah, I am very passionate. So it wasn't something that was easy for me. But I called him as much as I could, and I went and visited him while I was up there. And just wanted to make sure that at least his uh, core needs were met, and they were getting met, and he would be able to make the decisions that he needed to. So a learning experience for me that sometimes our kids are more resilient than we think they are, and they can do really hard things. Yeah. And I think had I, it was wrong of me to even want to hold him back from that moment in time. So yeah. I'm glad he did it. Mm -hmm. It was hard. You were only gone for five months, six maybe? Six months, yeah. Five, six months. He wasn't gone very long. He did miss me, right? I That's did. why he came back. Yes. It was all me. Yes, yes. Yeah, me. it was all my mom. <laughs> he came back, and he did finish out his high school year um, at Lone Peak mm. with us, with our family, and I still got all those moments. So um, I was grateful for yeah. that time. I know, that was a weird year. I like felt really bad leaving my friends in Lone Peak, and then then I felt bad leaving my friends in Montana. Yep. So, but I'm still friends with a lot of those guys. Yeah, and it was a good experience for you. Yeah. It was sad to hear, you know, some of the things that went down there, but. I mean, I got in the newspaper. He got in the, yeah. He got a lot of good things. He was <laughs> homecoming king. Yeah, that's he, right was going to graduate as valedictorian yeah. if he stayed. <laughs> uh, there was a lot of really good positive things that happened there. So. Yeah. I love it. It's a very beautiful place there in Montana. Those people are awesome, too. Maybe it's very just down to earth. there. Maybe. <laughs> very down-to-earth people, and I loved it. It was good. It was not meant for me at the time. I'm glad I came back. But I was also glad I had the experience. Yep. Glad you got the experience. So, it was fun. Good to have you home. Bye. Yeah. Trying to think of what else. I mean, that, that's, I kind of pick up from there. I know. That was Talk about childhood. Mission. Yeah. Isn't that a great there. childhood? It was. He didn't get into too much trouble. Got good no. grades. Did really well in school. Had great friends. He's in lots of leadership opportunities at Lone Peak. Mm -hmm. Just lots of Connor's friends are my friends even to this day. All right. So just wrapping up our discussion here. Uh, <laughs> we got cut off. Uh, alarm went off on my phone. Got to switch the laundry. <laughs> 
But uh, just to sum it up, kind of the things we, I like doing little bullet points. I did on the last one, but uh, for you parents out there, let your kids make the hard decisions. I know it'll be really hard for you as well, as we learned from my mom. Be empathetic if you can. Try to listen. I heard someone say you got to listen twice before you speak. That's a good one. Uh, that was pretty good. Third thing was let your kids try out things if you can. So I know it might be hard financially, but um, that sacrifice is really worth it to them. Uh, what was our fourth thing? That's where we had another one. Well, I think my other one was just pray or think and oh, know. Okay. Yeah, that, gratitude. Yeah. Attitude of gratitude at night. Mm-hmm. And that people will come into you. They like, have that as a yeah. big, uh, like, remember to think positively that good things will happen to your kids. Yeah. Good people, good Praying things. Praying for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Prayer. Put it out in the universe, whatever it is that you do. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I wouldn't say laissez-faire, like, just let your kids run amok. You still had, like, I was, like rules. It was more like guidelines. Yeah. And this is what happens if you break this guideline. This, <laughs> it, this is what's going to happen. And so um, I think just keeping it to, like, what God's law is, that's what he does. God does the same thing. He's like, you have your agency, but my way is better. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can do that. Good luck. You'll learn. <laughs> I love you. You're going to, he'll figure it out. So, well, good. it was a pleasure to be on the podcast, but lastly, just to, it's just an honor to be Connor's mom. Oh. I love that as a title. Yeah. I love being Mama Q or Connor's mom or um, anything like that. That's probably one of the shields of titles that I wear the most that I'm just so grateful for. Well, so. well I've had an amazing mom, so. Sweet. Obviously, she just came to hang out with me for That's right. Came a out weekend. for his birthday yeah. just to see him because I miss him. Yeah, I miss you too. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for being on the podcast with us. Sitting on the couch. Yeah, here on the couch. And uh, we'll catch <laughs> you guys hopefully next week. Sorry that we missed a week. Aja was out of town. So hopefully we can get you next week. <laughs>